Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. We're all about your home, kitchens, baths, tile, appliances, and more. You name it, we chat about it. And now on with our show. Well, today is January 13th, 2021. I can't believe we're 13 days into the new year. It's amazing. And what do we have to look forward to? Let's just be positive, folks. I am so proud to introduce our new sponsor, Thermador Appliances, the masterpiece and professional collections tell two distinct design stories while providing every necessary ingredient required to personalize your home. Experience unparalleled innovation and performance across cooling, cooking, and dish care. Now featuring smart kitchen appliances enabled with Home Connect. Thermador is luxury that lasts empowered by design and led by innovation. To learn more about Thermador products, go to thermador.com. Well, today we are lucky enough to have the guru of color. Lori Clark is the senior designer account executive with Sherwin-Williams. Hey, Lori, thanks a lot for stopping by. Thank you so much, Nancy, for having me. I appreciate the time. I did call you the guru of color, and there are several out in our area that are gurus, and uh, you know everything and anything about color, as they others do, but I'm going to lean on you for um, explaining to us what the forecast is for 2021. But first, I want to ask you, how did you get started to be the color expert? Well, I've been with Sherwin-Williams about 15 years now. And, uh, you know, I went to design school back in the day, back in the 80s in Northern California. My husband and I moved to Arizona. And then uh, for a while, I stayed home with my children and was looking to get back involved in design and sales and saw an ad from Sherwin-Williams and uh, answered the ad and really, really pursued my boss at the time. She had to interview me. She had no choice because I just kept at it and uh, got the position and just have really been here happily for 15 years. I'm the senior designer account executive. I cover the entire state of Arizona as well as Las Vegas and Southern Utah. And I work with all of the residential interior designers in those markets. And I have a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy it and so happy to work for the company that I do. Well, it sounds like you're happy and you love your job, but I've got to say, you prove that persistence pays off. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So that's a hint out there for anybody who's looking for a job. And I guess, unfortunately, a lot of people are looking for jobs. So just keep at it, folks. Your time will come. So how are we going to start? What are we going to talk about? Forecast? Absolutely. So the color forecast for 2021. Sherwin-Williams does a color forecast every year, um, pretty much for as long as I've been with the company. And it really is a dynamic presentation with just fact-based information about where the colors come from and why these colors are forecasted for the following year. I have been to some of your seminars and you do an amazing job. And of course, you have beautiful pictures behind you that you work along with as you're speaking. So now your job is to explain to everybody what the colors are going to be and how you pick them. And you've got to create theater of the mind, Lori. 
Okay. I'm, well, I'm going to try and do that. Well, you know, you, you gave me such a big compliment and called me a color guru, but I literally have like a whole host of color gurus behind me at Sherwin-Williams at our corporate office in Cleveland with our director of color marketing, Sue Wadden. And, um, and actually Sherwin-Williams sits on color marketing group, which is an international organization of all kinds of different industries and manufacturers and of products and services, they all sit there together to really come up with the forecasted colors. So I know a lot of people always ask me, they're like, who's making up all these forecasts? Who's making up all of the trends? And I kind of like to say they are the color gods, if you will. But <laughs> once or twice a year, they all come together. All of these people from different companies, from Sherwin-Williams, from toilet companies, from bathtub companies, from car companies, from kitchen appliance companies, all these people come together in a big meeting a couple times a year. And they all come with their own kind of research, like what they've been researching, trade shows that they've been going to, fashion shows and things like that. And it's really just a think tank of design professionals and color experts. And they take all of this information and kind of funnel it down to a number of stories. You know, these stories kind of talk with words about these colors. And so all of that gets funneled down and Color Marketing Group puts out like a big thing every year. And Sherwin-Williams takes all that and kind of puts it into bite-sized pieces for people to understand. And that's where we come up with our color mix forecast of each year. And of course, well, now you mentioned uh, car manufacturers and appliance <laughs> manufacturers, but also color bleeds over into fabrics, fashion. Um, so I guess people think color of the year, it goes on your walls and you know, maybe it will be on your couches, but it affects every single aspect of your life. 100%, 100%. I remember a number of years ago, I was um, talking with uh, a carpet buyer, like a rug buyer that goes over to like, you know, India and places like that to buy rugs for their showroom. And he always would take our color forecast information. And he was just astounded that what he was seeing in our color forecast were he was seeing in the rugs that he was able to then buy for his showroom. And it is, it's just worldwide. I mean, these are, it's not just Sherwin-Williams saying this. This is Color Marketing Group on an international level saying that these colors are what's going to be popular. And that's why when you go to wherever it is you shop, right, if you're shopping at Target or uh, Ashley Furniture or Ferguson's for, you know, kitchen appliances or even Walmart, like you go to all of these different places, you're going to see similar colors and similar styles throughout wherever it is you shop. It could be Neiman Marcus, it could be Target, but you're going to see a similarity throughout because all of these people kind of work together to bring these colors and trends forward. So my big question is, why do they change every year? Is it to keep the economy going? I've always wondered about this. <laughs> well, it is called Color Marketing Group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, so they, do I... say, they do say like color sells, but the right colors sell better, you know? And, and themes change from year to year. I mean, look at where we are now from a year ago, 
right? So colors that we predicted a year ago maybe have really changed going forward. Now we've all been kind of sitting at home and quarantining and what have you. So all those colors and those things that we see are going to be a little bit different than maybe what we had predicted people would be seeing for 2020. So, yeah. so that's kind of why they change every year. Sometimes you don't see a big change, but sometimes you will. Well, we've gone in my world, it's kitchens, obviously, mm-hmm. and we've gone from browns to many years of gray. And then you hear people say, but I don't like gray. I'm not going to use, oh, I'm going to get back to the brown. And I keep preaching, if you like gray and people say it's out, who cares? It's your house. 100%. You know, we have to stick to that. Uh, Yellow might be in, but that's not one of my favorite colors, and I look terrible in yellow. So I'm not going (laughs) to wear it just because it's the color of the year, even though I know it's not right now. So use this, whatever Lori says, use it as a guide, and then do your own thing. So Lori, where do you want to start? So, well, I can first talk about what our color forecast for 2021 is. Again, with Color Marketing Group, we kind of funneled all of those stories and colors down. And Sherwin-Williams actually came out with four different color palettes for 2021 that people can kind of look at and see what kind of, you know, kind of speaks to them, if you will. Um, And I can go into each one of them individually, if that's okay with you. Sure. But I just want to say first, can the people go onto the Sherwin-Williams website and see these four sections? Absolutely. 100%. You can go to okay. SherwinWilliams.com or to the SWColorForecast.com. We'll take you directly to that and take you okay. to all of the colors and stories and there's videos and what have you. Um, so for now, because we're talking, we'll, you'll explain each one of them and you know where they stand and what they mean. And then the listeners can go on to the website. Don't go onto the website now. Keep listening to this podcast. Right. The website's up 24 hours a day. There's always a chance to go on it. (laughs) There you go. Okay. So so we have an overall theme for Color Mix Forecast 2021. And this year it's called the Rhythm of Color. And that's just kind of like, um, rhythm is kind of like the secret to how the natural world stays in in step. And so that's just kind of a story that we tell and how how we get through color mix. Um, We talk a little bit about being fast and slow and quiet and expressive. And this year, especially virtual and physical. And so all those themes kind of weave its way through color mix. And again, there's 40 colors in the four palettes, 10 colors in each palette. Um, The first palette is sanctuary. And that's just kind of nature's ability to cultivate wellness and calm. And this is just really more welcome than ever. And, you know, wellness is such a big, big theme this year. Um, But these are just nurturing hues and they include warm neutrals, natural tones, and they really forge that connection between the modern built environment and the living world. And you kind of mentioned a little bit earlier about the color of the year. And our color of the year is urbane bronze, which is more of a brownish bronze tone. And that actually lives in our sanctuary palette. So the color of the year is usually pulled from what you know one of our forecast colors are. Just something that our color team is seeing moving forward, really being on trend. So you kind of mentioned that and you were 
You're right on trend there, Nancy. So, yeah, but Lori, um, I interviewed another, well, Didi with uh, Don Edwards. My question to her was the color of the year seems to change from company to company. And she explained that every paint company, every color company, they have their own color of the year. True? That is true. And it's interesting because, again, we're all working from Color Marketing Group, right? Mm -hmm. We're all working from what they're saying. And then every company kind of sees different trends depending upon where their market is. Didi happened to work just in the Southwest. Um, Mm -hmm. Our company is not only national, um, but Sherwin-Williams is an international company. So we kind of take all of that information and bring it together and say, like, what are we seeing as one over you know, overarching kind of theme that we see and other companies the same way. There have been years where um, Sherwin-Williams has indicated one particular color of the year and another company, it's like completely off in another direction. And then there's other times where we all kind of match. So, you know, everybody's kind of doing some different research. They have different kind of market predictors that they're looking at. And so you could see it a little bit different, but with however many billions of people there are on earth, really, we could have a number of colors of the year and still kind of meet everybody's needs, right? Oh, sure, (laughs) sure. So in Sanctuary, uh, since you didn't call out colors, I'm sure there's some greens in there. Mm -hmm. So the way that you'll see the colors in the Sanctuary palette is that they're a little bit more muted because, again, we're kind of forging that uh, connection between the living world and the built environment. So you're always going to see a white in one of the palettes and then some beiges, and then they kind of go into deeper tones. So Sanctuary, you've got like antiquarian brown, messenger bag canyon clay and of course urbane bronze so you kind of just see those really kind of earthy type of colors there's even a color called oak moss so that sounds very earthy right so those are the kind of colors that you will see in the sanctuary palette again we talk a little bit about you know kind of those words about how it describes sanctuary and then the colors and they all kind of intertwine together to to bring that palette to life so I would assume that if you use the sanctuary colors, you're creating a very calm living environment? I would say so. Yeah, for sure. I, it definitely has a bit more calming uh, to the palette. There's not a lot of energetic colors in there. You know, you, when we get to some of the other palettes, you'll see really brighter colors that have a lot more energy to them. There are times when I have um, done remodeled people's houses and, you know, Color is important and you want to start with the color, but you're afraid that you're going to pick something that they don't like. So I start with, what are the colors that you hate the most? (laughs) That's always a good one. So then we can push them on the side and then work with what they like. So, okay, let's go to Encounter. That sounds really interesting. So Encounters, this is really kind of like layers of local character, and it's just really rooted in culture and artisan crafts, and it really just creates an authentic sense of place. So these are rich but muted hues in the palette. They really just convey kind of heritage quality, And when you talk about like a heritage quality, it's really kind of, again, we talk a little bit more globally. We're not just talking about like, you know, the U.S. or just Arizona or anything like that. Really just kind of globally, um, you know, really just kind of crafts and 
the value of simple, meaningful experiences. So we're just kind of bringing everything down a bit. And so in this palette, again, you've got those whites, but then, you know, you've got reddened earth, blustery sky, jubilee, uh, rosemary, java, and navel, uh, those kind of colors that will really bring that encounter palette to life. It's a little bit darker, a little bit, some of the colors are a little bit brighter than where you see the sanctuary, a little bit more movement to the palette. Hmm. So where would they fit into the transitional look? Um, I think so. I mean, I think also encounter, you know, any of these colors really can be incorporated into any type of style or design. You can use a little bit of one of the colors or a lot of the other colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely, I think encounter is is a little bit more transitional. Like if you were to look at kind of like a traditional design style because of these kind of deeper tones, like again, like the Java and the Rosemary and the Navel and colors like that. Yeah. I, well, a couple of years ago, the uh, jewel tones were in and they seem to fit with the traditional. Right. Um, Again, I think you can take any color and really be able to incorporate it into pretty much any style. Um, you know, color can change the feeling of a, of a room for sure. So if it's just a little bit or a lot, it really could change the way that room feels just like an outfit. You know, when we put clothing on, you talked about, you know, you, yellow might be a color of the year at one point, but you hate it. You don't like wearing it or anything. So it's the same kind of thing when you decorate or design a room. I always think, look in your closet. What colors do you like to wear? Because in your room, you're going to be wearing a lot of it, you know? Well, funny you said that because I did a video on where do you start? How do you start picking out your colors? And the first thing I said is you pick colors that makes your skin look beautiful. 100%. (laughs) I totally agree. Right. And you go into your closet and you pick your favorite colors and that's what you want to do in your home. Now for the husband or for the other person who lives there, if they're not picking the colors, then so what? Too bad. Right. Uh, It's the person (laughs) who spends more time in the home, who's responsible for the decorating or the interior design, pick the colors that make you happy and that you feel good in. And look good on your skin. I'll just go back to the yellow, you know, like if you were sitting on a yellow sofa surrounded by yellow, it would probably really just not make you feel welcome or happy or anything like that because you know it's not a color you like to wear. Right. And going a little bit further, since everybody's doing Zoom meetings, make sure that the background and the chair you're in or whatever it are colors and things that make you feel good and look good. Don't sit in a place where there's a color that's not going to make your skin look good on Zoom. Oh, that's 100%. important. Yeah, for right. sure. I know. I always, I have like, I have this horrible light in my office now. It's just like a cheapy spotlight that was in my daughter's bedroom. But once we started doing Zoom meetings, I was cast in such a shadow on my computer. I had to like bring it out. And like when people come over, they're like, what is, what is that light there. And I'm like, oh, it's my spotlight. <laughs> you know? yeah, for well, meetings, virtual meetings. Now I need one to do it properly. <laughs> one of the things that's going to really be emphasized in the 2021 interior design is a Zoom room. And I haven't really investigated that that much, but you can just imagine. You've got to have a place where you look real good on Zoom because that's going to be the majority of meetings that you go to if you're in business. Right. So that's important. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay, let's move on to tapestry. Yeah, so I really like this palette. So this is when I was talking about like brighter and bolder colors. This is kind of exuberance meets restraint. In, uh, and it's really just a curated look on maximalism. And so there's a real vibrancy to this palette. So it has lavish pinks and greens. And you can find inspiration in classicalism, but with just a touch of cutting edge. And so there's really, really bright colors like enjoyable yellow, jovial, pure pink, embellished blue. And then just a couple of darker colors like the Camp Verde um, or Cape Verde and Tricorn Black. So just again, like, um, just very bright and just just an onslaught of pattern and color and visual interest would encompass the tapestry palette. So you could have something where it had a lot of these colors in it, or you could just pick a few colors out to just kind of get that feeling. Maybe the maximalism trend is not your choice. You know, you don't want that much. You don't want to marry that trend so much, but you'd like to have a couple of these colors in here. So, right. um, but I love tapestry. I can see those colors in wild floral wallpaper that I've seen recently. Mm-hmm. And that's for the maximist, um, not my taste, but you can also take those colors folks and use them as accessories in a muted, um, I guess, gray setting or a beige setting or a white setting. So use the colors that you like anywhere you want. Okay. So we're now we're down to, go ahead. ahead, uh, Well, I was going to say, and I know people that like change out a lot of their accessories for spring and winter and stuff like, I don't have storage like that, you know, to kind of store a whole seasons of, you know, items and change them out like during the seasons. But what a fun way to kind of bring in different colors and different moods during the year, right? Like, you know, maybe tapestry might be something, maybe that's something you might want to do in the wintertime when it's kind of like gray and dull out and you want to bring some vibrancy into your life, you know? Well, you know, and that's when you don't live in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, like we do, because our drab days, I think we had two this year. Yeah. So by the time you change your accessories, you know, you're, that's all you're doing. So, right. Right. Yeah. We, we have a different kind of, um, weather than most people, but enjoyable. We love our weather. Okay. So now we're down to the fourth and final one. Tell me about that one. So continuum. So optimism and imagination of mid-century modernist inspired designs that just kind of reach high into the sky and then deep into the sea. So these are some of the themes that we see in Continuum, like just kind of space exploration and ocean exploration. Again, those are those are kind of the themes that we're looking at. And, and then what are those colors that we do to bring this out? And so we'll see Great Falls, Cyberspace, Commodore, which is a really, really kind of midnight blue, um, and, you know, and then we, we see a color uh, called swimming, which is kind of like a, like a pa- pastel kind of blue. And then Moonraker. Uh, so those are, those are the colors that you'll see in Continuum. And again, it's really just fashioned behind the space exploration and ocean exploration that's going to be happening in the coming years. Uh, and a lot of these colors are very kind of mid-century modern. And that just people are really gravitating towards that the past few years. Those colors are just kind of fun. And some of them are really bright, but you know, they're not so committal in terms of being as bright as some of the colors you see in tapestry. 
So I like Continuum as well. I like the stories behind it that kind of bring those colors forward. Yeah, so I that- think blue has always been with us. So you're explaining the colors of blues. So it's different hues, but a couple of years ago it was navy blue, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Um, I think blue will never leave us. They'll just change the tones and the hues of it. Right. Well, and blue is one of the most, I think, neutral colors internationally. Uh, People are really calmed by the color blue. So yeah, I agree. I just, I don't think we'll see blue leaving anytime soon. Uh, And navel, of course, that's in our encounter palette. That was our color of the year last year. So we see a lot of like deep, dark navies and it, it really is more of a neutral now as opposed to a blue. When yeah. people are looking at it. Well, I was talking to one of my clients. Um, the This is the year of the painted kitchen cabinets, or actually it started last year. And I'm seeing a lot of dark blue mm-hmm. uh, cabinets. So yeah, blue is here to stay. And it, like you said, it's a basic color. It's a good one to work with, with any other color. Well, and I think too, when you're seeing, again, lots of these trends, you're going to be able to find accessories and rugs and what have you to be able to kind of feed that trend for you. Mm-hmm. Um, an example, I remember back in the 80s when my parents were redoing their kitchen, my dad was totally into navy blue, but they couldn't find anything. For some reason, he just took a liking to that color, but it wasn't on trend at that point. So it was really, right. really difficult to find things. Um, interestingly enough, though, they were able to find a KitchenAid mixer in a navy blue, which I now have. And now I'm on trend with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One year I was looking for something brown and it was clothing wise. I couldn't find it at all. So the, I tell my customers, if you want to know what's in, just go to the linen department and look at towels. Right. Right. And yeah. try to pick a color there. Don't be like me and say, well, I think I'm going to go look for this color. You'll never find it. You have to have an open mind and go see what's out there and then pick the one that you like or the couple that you like. Good combination. The one thing I always talk to people about too is, you know, at Sherwin-Williams, we have about 1,700 colors. If you add into all of the other paint companies, you know, they have however many colors, a couple thousand. There are literally thousands and thousands of different paint colors that are out there. So I always say, design your room and then pick your paint color because you'll always be able to find a paint color to go in the space. You'll always always, always be able to. We can always customize that color as well if there's something you need us to match. And the trends are really just kind of like a guide guideline. You know, they're just like a Mm -hmm. guidepost for people to go through. Um, You and I kind of talked a little bit earlier, like how does somebody figure out what their colors are and, and what it is that they like and how good they'll look. And we have a number of different tools that people can use um, on our web, on one of our websites. We have this thing called swcolorid.com. And it's a little quiz that people can take and you kind of go through it and it asks like, do you like this lamp or this lamp? Do you like this couch or this couch? Do you, what kind of art do you like? And so it just kind of, you click on all these different things and it kind of gives you a guidepost of like where to go in terms of color. So it's just kind of interesting and fun. And I always like to, to have 
like kind of guide people to that, kind of reassure them that, yes, they're making the right choices. You know, this is kind of what they like and, and they like those colors. So, yeah, I've seen some surveys online where they'll tell your personality by the color you like, um, all sorts of things. You right, can have a lot of right. fun with colors. And again, like we said, just changing the accessories or painting a wall gives you a whole different look in the room. So oh it's a gosh, fun yeah. thing to do. But yeah. I want to know, um, where do they find the people to name the colors and where do they get those names? So it's interesting. So um, our last full transition of color palette was probably about 20 or so years ago, maybe 18, 18 to 20 years ago. That's where we took our old color palette and just kind of archived it and brought in like 1500 new colors. Since then, we've taken some out and added some in. So that's been kind of easy. But when we first did that, everybody always asked about this. There was one person that named them all. Can you even imagine? Like, I would be like, you know, I've got like yellow, butter, sunflower. That's about it. I'm done with oh, yellow. Well, after there. 20, yeah, after 20, <laughs> I would go, okay, I'm done. Right. I'm like, to, I would have to walk around with a pad of, you know, paper and a pen and put it next to my bed and wake up in the middle of the night and kind of yell out these colors. So, so yeah, one person named them. And I cannot imagine how difficult that must have been. And it's so interesting. Like, you know, what is the Shakespeare thing? What is in a name kind of what arose in yeah. the same name? So it's one of our one of our most popular colors for the past 10 plus years has been our color latte. So is latte the most popular color because it's called latte? Or is it the most popular color because it's a really good color? Which or one is because it? it's easy to remember? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So so maybe there's something to that. I don't know. She did a good job. <laughs> yeah. But you know, if you had more than one person naming them, can you imagine the arguments? Well, I think this looks like a uh, dead gray. Oh um, my gosh. That would not be a good paint so. color. <laughs> well, they probably decided one person, there wouldn't be any arguments. Just name the colors and let's get on with life. Right. Right. I'm sure it wasn't that easy. <laughs> well, I hope everybody got a lot out of this because I know I did, but I still like my favorite colors. Well, and you know what? When I went to design school back in the 80s, I remember a design teacher that I had, and I just take this with me everywhere I go. She said, it really doesn't matter if whatever it is you're designing is on trend or if you like it, so long as the person living in the space is comfortable with it and happy with it. That's all that matters. You know, again, these are all just guideposts. What oh, do yeah. you like, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm asked so many times, well, what do you think? What do you think I should do? And I said, I'm not going to live here. Right. I'm not going to come in in the morning from the bedroom, look into the kitchen and go, oh, this is beautiful. Oh, I don't like this color. I did have a customer that after I did the kitchen, she said every morning she walked into the kitchen and she said, oh, I just love my kitchen. And that's oh. what you want to hear. So if you're going to pick a color for your own house, you want something that you're going to be happy with until you change it, of course, but you walk into the room and you go, I love this. Yeah. You know, it's funny because paint is one of the easiest and least expensive ways to affect change in a room, but people are really afraid of it. And so there's a lot of tools that we have that people can utilize. 
um, you know, you can go into our stores and we have the small chip samples that you can kind of work with. Uh, there's also an online forum where you can go and order larger 8x11s to see like, okay, I'm kind of liking this a little bit more. I can kind of see the undertones. Mm-hmm. We have our online visualizer where a homeowner can just take a picture of the room and upload it and kind of download the picture course, I always like to remember to tell people electronic color does look different Mm -hmm. than in real life, but it just really allows you to kind of look at it and say, wow, I do really like that. And then of course we have our sample cords, super easy, really inexpensive. You know, you buy a sample cord of paint for about $8, put it up on, you know, a part of the wall and just kind of live with it. Have your morning coffee and look at it. Have your dinner at night and look at it. Let's suggest that they paint more than one wall because as we all know, lighting changes the color. Oh, for sure. So don't just paint your sample color on one wall, but try to do it on all four walls where how the light is going to hit the room. And don't paint 10 samples like you see on HGTV. That will confuse you. (laughs) I know. And if they're going to do that, please write the name of the color and the number at the bottom. Right. So you remember which one you use. Yeah. yeah. I think by the time you get to putting a sample on the wall, you should really be down to one choice. You know, really tell my customers that. Mm. Well, just, you know, put it up and then you can kind of go, "Uh, yeah, you know, I like that because we have the chip samples. We have the eight by 11 samples tape both of those up next to each other. And then you can take one down and be like, you know, that's a little too yellow or that might be a little too pink or that has more green in it that I want. And you take that down and then get the sample court and kind of put the samples up and be able to kind of look at them and live with them. Okay. Um, So here's a technical question. If they're painting a lighter color over dark, should they um, put a primer on first? These are for the do-it-yourselfer people. So, so here's the thing. In a short answer, yes. You always, always, always want to have your surface to be clean, dry, and dull and prepared to accept your top coat. When you put your top coat on, if you're putting a really light color over like a tricorn black or a really dark purple wall, you're going to get some translucency to that and be able to see through it. So now you're going to have to put two, three, or even more coats on, right? Uh So if you prime it and you prepare the surface for your top coat, it's going to look beautiful. It's going to cover it. And I always, you know, when I'm talking to ladies and hey, some gentlemen too, think about when you have your nails done, what are they doing to your fingernails before they put that top coat on, right? They're mm-hmm. prepping the surface. They're putting a primer down. They're putting that clear coat down. They're putting the nail polish on top. And the same idea with your walls, like have them ready to receive that color. Now, we could go into a longer talk about that top coat and the product and the quality of that product. If you have a very high-end product, one that has really good raw materials in it, you're going to get really good coverage and probably won't have to prime. But I don't know, kind of always when you're going over a dark color, I always say prime first. Just mm. and one last you question. Hate to have to, you hate oh. to get to the end and go, oh, I can see through that or yeah, oh, that right. didn't work very well, you know? So one last question is, do you recommend the finish on the wall to be a semi-gloss, a velvet, uh, flat, what do you think? So, um, 
there are so many different sheens out there. I know, I know. Williams sheens are different than our competitor sheens. It can be really, really confusing. And so, you know, again, I work with interior designers and I always tell them, let's just talk flat eggshell satin semi-gloss. What do you want your finished product to look like? And so, you know, 30, 40 years ago, people were putting semi-gloss in the kitchens and bathrooms because those were the most durable. That's mm-hmm. not the case anymore. Now we have hybrid products that are washable. You can scrub them. You won't mess up the finish at all. So it's really like, what do you want it to look like? Like we have very, very high-end coatings that you can put up that are a flat finish. So if that's the look that you want, we can meet that need. Me personally, in my home, I have a matte finish throughout with a specific product, our Duration Home product, which I love. So I have a matte finish in my kitchens, in my bathrooms, in my hallway, throughout my house. So at this point in the game, finish is really a preference, right? What do I want it to look like? Here in Arizona, we would never paint a wall semi-gloss, right? Because it would just bounce light all over the place. Like you said, we might have two gray days a year. But maybe in the Midwest, maybe up in Seattle, maybe they want a semi-gloss because they want that light reflection. So so I think it's just like a personal choice for what people want. They don't have to stick to those standards that our mothers and grandmothers had to stick to, you know, with like, oh, it's a bathroom. I have to put a semi-gloss in. No way. Yeah. You don't have to do yeah. that. Well, bottom line, if they're not sure, you guys just call the experts. Yeah. And I say I- this almost in every podcast. If you're not sure about what you're doing, it's easier to ask the experts so that you're comfortable with the end result. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and Dory. again, it's just paint. You can paint yeah. over it. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. This has been fun. I think we got to do this again. Hope you enjoyed it. I would love to, Nancy. Thank you so much. Happy New Year to you. And thank you so much for the opportunity to talk with you and your guests. Well, thank you. And Happy New Year to you, too. And to everybody out there, I hope they enjoyed today's show. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the platform that you're using to listen to these podcasts. And don't forget to share them with your friends. We're on about 28 platforms, so pick one, stick to it, subscribe. If you want to learn more about me, go to nancyhugo.com. And if you have any questions for me or for Lori, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, I hope to hear from you next time. Stay safe. Have a great day. Enjoy, and Happy New Year again.